0: Hi, love. Good morning. Thank you for taking the time to be with me today.
1: Oh, I love being with you.
0: (laughs) Hi, folks. My name is Brian Martin.
1: And I'm Jennifer Martin.
0: And you're listening to Real Estate Love. It is the podcast that's dedicated to strengthening your home and building your business. And our target audience is realtors, our real estate agents, and our affiliates in the United States of America.
1: That's a pretty good target.
0: Yes, it is. And would you like to tell them why we're targeting real estate agents and our affiliates?:
1: Well, we really believe in in helping agents build their business and affiliates also. And we know that it's a it's a tough job. It really is. It's At one
0: time, it was considered one of the most strenuous and stressful jobs professions in America, and that was back in 2008 and 2010 in that time. I made the top 10. It was during the, the downturn in the economy, the Great Recession, and agents were really, really struggling a lot.
1: Well, they were, and you know, one of the things that's interesting about this job, maybe it's like a doctor in that way, is that oftentimes you have to think, No, I think it's just about real estate agents. I think oftentimes you have to forget about what your needs are altogether and concentrate on the needs of your client. Who is your fiduciary? You are a fiduciary to that client. And so you have to put aside what your needs, wants, and desires are. And if you're going through a hard time yourself, that's sometimes hard to do.
0: It's pretty near impossible. Because you're totally preoccupied with what's going on in your world. You are, when you're under that much stress, then you are self-centered. Because the the main focus of your existence is your survival. And I'm not trying to be overdramatic. I just know how emotional it can be when you're in the middle of a transaction that's going south. And you're also struggling with your own uh life issues
1: it is it's difficult so so that's really what made us want to share our experience that's right
0: we're fortunate because we've been blessed for a long time uh we have a a very successful real estate franchise and uh we interact with agents every single day and our goal and and i love your goal uh for our for our office and that is to have eighty percent of our agents in productivity we're, the, the national average of agents in productivity is closer to 25 and 30%. We're shooting in our office to have 80% of our agents in productivity. That means that they're having one transaction every month at least.
1: Yes, we had uh, 51.9% of our agents that actually put something in escrow in the month of August.
0: That means 49% did not... And that means that they're subject to tremendous stress.
1: Absolutely.
0: And um, so what we want to do is we just want to come alongside and and share some ideas. Jennifer and I have a workshop that we share called Real Estate Love. Isn't that an interesting name? And in it, we um, present a model called Home. And isn't that a wonderful name for a real estate company to use? And Home, of course, is a place and it's a place where people live and families live in homes. And it is our joy, our duty, our calling, our delight to be able to help people with homes. And we especially want to help agents with their homes. In our model, we identified that there are four stressors that are constantly bearing down on the home. And um, one of those, Jennifer, what's, uh, what's one of those stressors?
1: Well, one of them is finances.
0: Yes, it is. Um, That's always a big stressor for everybody. Even Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, and the richest people in the world suffer from financial stress. And it goes every person, every person in the world is suffering from the stress of uh, uh, material goods, shelter, Health issues, health care, all that kind of stuff. The second, um, the second pressure in our paradigm is community or our family of origin, and um, our our family of origin puts a lot of pressure on us, and so does our community. We have a responsibility and a role in it, and people can feel that in, in profound ways. And the third stress, and that's the the third stress, is the focus of our talk today, and that is our health. health. It's our health, uh, because stress puts an, an incredible, incredible burden on our physical existence, and we we so we teach in our workshop ways for people to control uh, stress in their life, but also just to maintain a healthy lifestyle, and so we recommend that you have a, a proper diet, that you get plenty of exercise, and that you learn how to control. The stress in your life, and uh, today we're going to micro-focus our topic down to sleep.
1: I like that topic.
0: I do too. It's um, it's been a, it's been an issue for me in the past few years, where um, I think just changes, you know, getting older and experiencing difference in hormones and things like that. I think that affects sleep a lot, and I have tr- I have just devoted a lot of time and energy and study into learning more about sleep. And I think it's a great thing to share with people today.
1: Well, I think it is too, because the things that you've shared with me over the last few years about sleep have really impacted my sleeping.
0: Yes. And right now I'm reading a great book by Sean Stevenson called uh, Sleep Smarter.
1: And who is that again?
0: Sean Stevenson. And I'm listening to, it's an audible book, and I recently downloaded it on, on uh, for my Kindle reader, also because he's just got a whole lot of great ideas, and it, not a whole lot of new ideas, uh, but just great reminders and good information, and it's resourced really sourced really really well, and I, I think he does a really great job in in that book, and so it sparked a lot of ideas for me about sleeping, and I I, I think that people need to learn more about sleep.
1: Well, I do too. I, it's amazing how often um, during the day you hear somebody say, I didn't sleep well last night, or I haven't been sleeping well lately, or I'm waking up every night and I can't go back to sleep. All of those things are uh, very telling. And so it, it would be interesting to have more tools and a tool belt to know how to deal with sleep.
0: Well, he says that sleep deprivation is an incredible problem in, in, in the world right now. And he, there, he points to studies that, says that say that sleep deprivation is equal to smoking marijuana or binge drinking. Wow. <laughs> he says that it has that dramatic of an impact on people. And when you consider um, the the number of people who have problems with getting plenty of rest and sleep, it's just it's just a phenomenal huge problem, and there's just not enough people talking about it. So that, that's why I thought we would, we wanted to devote some attention to it today. I
1: think that's great. You know, it used to bother me that I would uh, wake up in the middle of the night, uh-huh. and and now I'm. Um, I don't get anxious when I wake up, and so I think that um, some of the things you've been teaching me have really been helpful, but maybe we could go into more of of what you're learning.
0: Well, let's talk about the, you mentioned waking up at 3 o'clock, which is is very, very, very common, and and that is because we have uh, 5 or 6 90-minute sleep cycles every night.
1: Wow, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, and so every night you're um, you go through different uh, five or six different sleep cycles, and they are all similar, and they do the same things. It, be, it begins with a stage one, which is the, and they call non-REM sleeping, where you begin to go to sleep, and then stage two you enter into sleep. Stage three you get into a deeper sleep, and around stage three or stage four. It, your sleep comes so profound and deep that you can hardly even move. And it's very, 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 very difficult to wake somebody up. And uh, in fact, uh, a, a child who's in that deep, deep sleep, it's very difficult to wake them up. Even even adolescents. I thought it was interesting. We went to see uh, to visit our granddaughter. We're, we're blessed and our, all of our grandchildren live nearby. And so we walked over... To Justice's home, and and um,
1: that was on Sunday afternoon. It was, it was
0: Sunday afternoon, and Jenna was taking a nap. And she, when she heard that we were there, she she woke up, but she had been sleeping for four hours in the middle of the day.
1: Isn't that crazy? That
0: is really interesting. I like to take a little nap too, but four <laughs> hours that's that's quite amazing. But anyway, these sleep cycles that we go through—they have these deep component, these different components, and then you get into your REM sleep, and your REM sleep is where you, the dreams, where the dreams happen. You get the rapid eye movement and all that stuff going on, and it takes about ninety minutes to go through that cycle from when you begin to fall asleep all the way to where you get into REM sleep, and then you go back again and you start a new cycle. So, what happens at three o'clock? for you is that you're finishing up a cycle and so when you finish up that cycle you go from REM sleep and you get back into a near waking phase and what happens is that instead of going into a near waking phase and slipping into stage two and the stage three and stage four again you wake up and then you're out of that you're out of that cycle and what what uh, mo- most most people don't realize is that if you just continue to lay there and to control your thoughts so that you're not ruminating on negative things and do deep breathing that what will happen is that you'll you'll eventually it might take you a whole cycle which might be an hour i've done it before where i've waited for an hour and then what happens is that the sleep cycle kicks in again and I catch the next wave, I catch the next cycle. And many people notice that when they go to sleep at, um, at, at 3 o'clock or 4 o'clock in the morning, they sleep deeply until the end of the next cycle. If it, So if you get back to sleep at 4 or 4.30, what's 90 minutes after that?
1: That would be 5.30 or 6. Yeah,
0: and you wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning and you feel, oh wow, in spite of having that setback, I, I feel pretty good now so that's what happens when you wake up at three o'clock in the morning and i and i think that if people had a better grasp of the cycles and what happens during those cycles that they'll be able to calm themselves and say oh what i'm experiencing is quite normal and i just need to relax and go through it well
1: i think that's what's helped me because Mm -hmm. i used to uh, wake up at that three o'clock cycle and I would go out and I'd work for an hour and a half
0: Right you would you would struggle with not being able to go to sleep for 15 or 20 minutes You say oh I've had enough of this right and that's just not enough time for you to reconnect with that sleep cycle
1: And so I would jump up and I'd go work and then about an hour and a half later I'd come back and fall back into my sleep cycle, but I think now what I do is I realize I'm awake and i lay back down and i focus on my breathing and also i pray for people and so it's very calming
0: yeah that's a that's a very very common calming technique and that's uh, it's the same principle that people use with meditation it's just called focused attention and so you're just focusing your attention in a, in a place where it's calm and peaceful if you if you focus your attention on your business, if you focus your attention on something that causes you stress, then it works against you because you release negative chemicals and hormones in you, like uh, <clears throat> epinephrine or adrenaline. And what that does is it, it actually speeds up your heart. Instead of slowing your heart, it speeds up your um your respirations instead of slowing your respiration and it increases your blood pressure also
1: well and those those things make you think you have to jump up and take care of something
0: and you can't do anything about at three o'clock in the morning are you going to call your assistant at three o'clock i guess some people do right (laughs) (laughs) and say hey we got this problem we gotta let's write this memo or get this letter written (laughs) that does not work for good health or good sleep it's in, in its ignorance about what's going on with your body and how you can calm your body. So just focus attention, but don't focus on the negative things. And people need to understand that they can change their focus. And even if the negative remunerations slip back in, you can still go back and think about the good things or the non threatening things and refocus your attention on them. And just keep on going back until. The ruminations are gone, and before you know it, you've caught up in your sleep cycle, and you're back into another stage, and you're resting again.
1: Is there any way to just keep the sleep cycles going without the wakefulness?
0: Yes. Uh, <clears throat> so what's required for that is having a bedtime ritual and going to bed at the same time every night and getting up every day at the same time every day at the same time, so for for me, I want to go to bed at nine o'clock, and I noticed, I've noticed that in order for me to go to bed at nine o'clock, I need to start winding down about eight thirty. Um, and he in in Stevenson's book, he talks about the role of light, and when we're watching TV or we're on our devices, there's a blue light that's that emanates from that and that actually stimulates the brain and so he strongly recommends and I, I found this to be really true is to put away the phone and to turn off the device and to you know read for a few moments or to have some kind of time of meditation or prayer or something like that and to let your body calm down and let the chemicals uh, that, have, that are stimulating you Uh, reside and it takes a little while for that to happen so if you can give yourself 15 or 20 minutes before you go to bed at a regular time then that's going to help you launch into your um, your sleep pattern much much better and it also we actually need eight hours people say no 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 I can get by in six hours I can get by in four hours and all that kind of stuff it's not sustainable, and it's not good for your health. You, we really need to focus on eight hours of sleep. And some people say, well, I just can't do that. Well, there, are, uh, there is a small percentage, but probably most of the people who are listening to this do not fall into that category. You just need to have eight hours of sleep. That's the way that you were built as a human being. That's the way that your ancestors did it. And <clears throat> that's the way that we are today. We just need that much sleep. And so starting at a time, giving yourself eight hours is really, really important.
1: Well, that's good to know.
0: There's some other factors also.
1: Well, what are those? This. Coffee.
0: Yes, Jennifer and I are sitting here enjoying a cup of coffee. And caffeine is a huge problem for sleep. Uh, Everybody loves caffeine, right?
1: Well, not everybody, but yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay. So the problem is it takes your body a long, long, long time to assimilate the caffeine completely. It's got a long half-life. So if the, if the, if, if the half-life of, of caffeine is, is four hours, if it takes eight hours or seven or eight hours for your body to completely assimilate the caffeine in your body, so if you have a cup of coffee at four o'clock, then its half-life is 8 p.m. Wow. And so you still got a bunch of caffeine flowing through your system. And if you're going to go to bed at 9 or 10 Mm o'clock at night, you still have caffeine flowing in your system. And so you really need to to regulate the amount of caffeine that you have uh, so that when you go to bed, you're still not dealing with the issue of caffeine because caffeine is a very strong stimulant and it will affect your sleep.
1: Well, so there's caffeine in other things in coffee, too.
0: I know. There's caffeine in dark chocolate.
1: And there's caffeine in iced tea if it's not herbal.
0: Right. Well, if you, you, even some herbal ca- um, teas have caffeine in them. But it's, a, it's less amount than in a cup of coffee. So you want to just make sure that you're watching your caffeine intake if you want to have a good night's sleep.
1: I know that um, I usually don't have any coffee after 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And then dark chocolate's another matter.
0: It's another matter altogether, <laughs> isn't it? It is. Isn't it? Well, let's not talk about that right now. Okay, it's, good. It's not a pleasant thought. It isn't. It makes my adrenaline go. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the, the reason that it's so important for people to get a good night's sleep is because it's the best way to function at a high level all day long, but especially in the morning. And real estate agents need to be present in the morning because that's when all of our, our faculties, it's, we function, most people function best in the morning. And so we're going to be making our prospecting calls in the morning, connecting with people, following up with people. And we do that in the morning. And so we need to be present and active and there for ourselves and for other people and that's one of the main reasons that sleep is such an important issue for people.
1: Well, I love learning more about sleep.
0: Yeah, hey, I, I strongly recommend that people pick up Sean Stevenson's book, uh, Sleep uh, Smart. And it's just it's, he, he's really a good narrator. Uh, listen to his book. And um, do everything you can to learn more about sleep. It's such an important part of your life.
1: Well, thank you for sharing all of this. Yeah, my pleasure. Well, now that we've learned about sleep and we slept well last night. Yeah, we did. We probably should move on with our day. Let's do it. Okay.
0: Hey, thanks for listening. I'm Brian Martin.
1: And I'm Jennifer Martin. And
0: you've been listening to Real Estate Love, where we want to strengthen your home and build your business And that's our passion and our desire. We appreciate your comments and your suggestions. And we hope that you have a really great and a wonderful day. Take care now. Bye-bye.